Welcome to Ah oh, Crap, the Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half demon hero, hosted by me, Kate Thompson. And me, Mark David Christensen. Yeah. Hope the audience didn't hear my chair sliding across Should the floor. Should we do it again? No, we're not going to do it again. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because I sat down and realized I was not situated in front of my mic and I was like <laughs> sliding as you were talking so you pointed so I did the oh no thing. it's this nothing on you this is on me a hundred percent I just hope that our energy is still jazzed as ever oh yeah still so excited <laughs> uh we are excited this is gonna be a fun episode yeah um we're talking about the BPRD story dark waters um we'll get to that um shortly uh, but we got some segments to get to um, we're returning to, oh boy, email. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as I promised last week, this email comes from our new emailer and who has donned us as the Hellcasters in addition to the crappers. Uh, very cool. It's coming from Mark Pitaway. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's Mark. You're signing off as Mark. I'm going to call you Mark. I'm sorry if I there was confusion with your email. You can email us about that. Maybe he's using his dad's email. <laughs> That's what I thought too, but he said he left the army and I was like, this guy has his own fucking email. You're Mark David Christensen. Maybe he's Robert Mark. Yeah, I thought he could have multiple Something names. like that. Yeah. Mark Richard, Richard Mark. I don't know. I am Mark David Christensen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. This additional email says, Dear Hellcasters, quick response for your trailer bonus episode. Sweet. You mentioned that Hellboy is not a Capricorn and wondered why that was put in place of his actual sign, Libra. First of all, do not for a moment think that Mike Mignola made him a Libra by accident. Libra is the sign of the balancing scales. Mm. The symbolism for Hellboy's balance between good and evil, humanity and monstrousness. It is too perfect. It really is. Has he that. said anything like that? I will show. I'll, I'm going to pull up something in a moment because. Give me a moment. We'll, okay. we'll definitely comment on that. Okay. <laughs> I have this, this segment sort of is going to slide into a new segment. So hold on. <laughs> uh, and then he goes on to say, as to why Capricorn is funnier, I don't know if it was intentional, but Capricorn is the sign of the goat with the horns and hooves and the fact that goats are symbolically tied to the devil. It probably seemed like a witty comment to some writer. Yeah. He says, as always, love you guys. Mark Pitaway. Oh, thanks, Mark. We, we really appreciate you. that email. And it's going to your email regarding the birth date of fucking Hellboy <laughs> is going to slide us into a new segment that we're inducting in for the first time in this episode is a segment we're going to call Hell If I Know. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just to honor the fact that sometimes because me and Kate have never claimed to be experts of Hellboy, uh, we're only uh. fans. <laughs> And we love to read his stories. We love the art. We're not experts. This is on just, anything. On anything, exactly. <laughs> this is just a segment segment dedicated to if we get things wrong, or if we need to address something that we might have forgotten. Yeah. Um. Or sometimes if we just want to like talk about things that maybe we skipped over that we want to talk about. One is back in a couple issues ago, and I think in the issue, the third wish. Kate had pointed out to me that it was the first time that we heard the name Dragda, um, which was the the um, like the elf king yeah. that we've seen. I thought that we had heard it before. Kate was right. 
That was the first time that we heard. Hey, hell if I know. (laughs) (laughs) I love putting a title on that because it's a significant portion of our show. Uh, Yeah, our show is definitely a lot of hell if I know. Oopsie doops, here's what we did. (laughs) Wrong. Um, But this is going to be a great time to address. One of our followers on Instagram called us out for, um, and you know who you are, T.Y. Kitta, Mm K-I-T-T-A-A. You're a great, uh, you listen, you follow. We appreciate you. You called me out. Um, for our second Hellboy, this bonus episode of Hellboy Trailer 2, for saying, hey, I'm going to be that guy here, but Hellboy, um, but Hellboy was summoned on December 23rd, making him a Capricorn. So, you're right. He was summoned on December 23rd. However, he was not born on December 23rd. If we all remember... He is summoned as a child. He's not summoned as an infant. He's not. He does oh. not go through a birth canal into onto Earth. He is actually born on the date that Kate said, which was October fifth, um, the year. Um, and I'll tell you why I know the year sixteen seventeen, <laughs> and why all the listeners know the year is because. And I, I thought it was correct when you said it. And I forget because I have read, even though I, I've claimed that I haven't read all of Hellboy in Hell, yeah. which is true. I have read. I think the first half of it, there's a big part where they go back to his birth. This is a little spoiler for you. That's okay. Um, But his birth was when he was actually conceived in the depths of hell by his father and the, his mother who he have met um, that tortured, tortured woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was on the date of October 5th, um, 1617. So to address also what Mark was saying there was a tweet back on in 2017 by Mark, uh, not Mark, M- Mignola himself on his Twitter feed, him posting the pages from Hellboy in Hell about his birth. And his comments were, no idea why I chose this date, but yes, today is Hellboy's birthday. <laughs> kind of a horrible birthday, but there you go. Hashtag Hellboy, ha- hashtag happy birthday. But that was a couple years ago, of course, in 2017 on October 5th. And it showed, he just shared the three pages that show his birth. Pretty fucked up. We'll get to that Crazy. at one point. But that's the page that shows his birthday. Hell, October 5th, 1617. Cool. He's one old motherfucker. Yeah, He's dude. older than we ever thought. But I would agree. So I don't want to throw our uh, T.Y. kidda out like thing he's wrong I he think is partially right you are like, partially his, right his birthday on earth his earth day. earth so there's there there's the argument to be made that he would consider himself a capricorn especially if we're going off that he fully doesn't know his history he's still learning who his he moon is. is rising in capricorn i don't know how any of this shit but works. he technically <laughs> if we're going off birthright he is a libra Maybe he did is, that sound right? Did I sound like I don't I know what you were saying? I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I every feel lady in Los Angeles knows about this shit except for me. What is this? Every woman in LA is like, I am a Capricorn with a Taurus moon rising and like knows all the shit and like pulls oh, yeah. out a crystal. LA thing is a whole like your They love symbols. it. I literally was like hired by someone, this like very wealthy woman who I would never peg to be somebody who subscribed to the Zodiac or anything. And she was like hiring me and then she was like, okay, great. And uh, what is your Zodiac sign? And I was like, I am a Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> and like, she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, great. So you're you start on Monday, and it was like it's just like oh, like so many people take so much credence in this here. 
A lot of people. Yeah, they really do. You know, it's to me, it's always like it's as I treat those signs as much as like any of the mythology we love in Hellboy. I'm like, it's really cool, but I don't it's fully neato, believe it. But yeah, it's like it's like, oh, OK. Yeah. I have people that I have like dictate. a boss who loves like she's like, things are crazy right now. It's because of the blood moon or whatever. And I'm like, right. well, well, I know Mercury's in retrograde. What are you talking about? Yeah, retrograde. That's yeah. what she says. I'm like, I don't know. You're probably right, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I mean, you know, celestial bodies are pushing me around. Uh, yeah, they're beating us up. I wish they would help me get some fucking work done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Help us work. Do my work for me, uh, Jupiter bodies. wants me to smoke a bowl and watch a movie today. Do what Jupiter <laughs> says, Instead of yeah. working. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a fun excuse to do dumb <laughs> shit. <laughs> I have no agency over my life. <laughs> and here's why. Sorry if you like... I mean, if you enjoy that and are interested in it, then... No, I think it's cool. cool because I do, like... I Not think to totally shit on everybody. Yeah, who whatever. Like, we have our opinions. Yeah. But... I agree. You're right. But some I say you can you can believe it as little or as much as you fucking want. Yeah. It's um, just fun. It's like Santa. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm 100% with you on that. <laughs> but yeah, it's very fun. Um I don't know like this this tweet that Mignola put out makes it look like he didn't really give it much thought. But I think it's very Yeah. But also there's two things because Mark points out that like it's these scales and that's a very cool thing. So I'm going to get that two, is cool. I'm going to say either Mignola fell into that and it now is like perfect or like Mignola always does. He sort of like self deprecates and sells himself short. Right. And likes to sort of hide about maybe the amount of time he gives everything. <laughs> the thought yeah. He gives it. I think I think. Yeah. He's very. Yeah. Very self deprecating <laughs> and probably did give it some thought, but maybe just can't remember what his thought process was For at sure. the time. So he's like, I don't know. Here it is. <laughs> like, I do believe him when he's when he says he doesn't know. But I also would believe that like it would be some, you know, it's like a detail of the story that he probably at least was like well what's some one interesting part of it i don't know people look at numbers so much like i don't think oh, he yeah. would do it just completely arbitrarily i just found out that my initials are a roman numeral oh cool didn't fucking realize mdc is a roman numeral for like a is 1600 like a thousand... 1600 yeah cool. and i was like literally last night a guy I work with named Bo was like, your name's like a Roman numeral, right? And I'm like, I don't know. And then he looked it up and I was like, <laughs> you cool. tell me. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. And it's funny because there's a picture I posted online when I was in New York class where we saw the MDC and then a bunch of Roman numerals. Yeah. And and I covered up the other Roman numerals and took a picture <laughs> with the MDC. And now I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, you oh, it's like the, the date it was, that that building was born. Yeah. Or born. Oh my it literally was. It was like God. 16 whatever. Built. <laughs> the building's mommy and daddy had a baby building. They had a baby building. It grew oh my up. God, it grew what up. Is wrong and one with day my all, brain? all buildings crumble because they all die like us. Oh <laughs> I oh, have a bad we're brain. We're silly and we love this. Silly. But um, so again, we love Mark. We love. Uh, T.Y. Kita, Kita. Um, I'm sorry if yeah, I'm saying he's your not name. wrong in what you're not 100 wrong in indicating. But he you was, didn't. He but I want to say you didn't 100 dunk us. Yeah, I thought you did 100 dunk us. You thought we got dunked on, but we weren't 100 dunked. Yeah, <laughs> it was a mutual, you know, <laughs> like yeah. 
Got a rebound. Good times. Yeah. But now we know. I know that that comes much later, but now you know you were right when you looked it up. October 5th I feel so is his fucking birthday. <laughs> That's when his fucking little baby demon body came into fruition, <laughs> came into the world. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but thank you guys for that. There'll be probably plenty more of this segment of hell of hell of we hell if I know or yeah. hell of hell if we know. Uh, this segment's <laughs> gonna be great. <laughs> See, I yeah. don't even know. That's how much this segment's important because I couldn't even get Excuse it right. Me, guys, your <laughs> segment is actually called Hell If We Know. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're gonna, yeah, but it's gonna be cool <laughs> things. Um, but remember, you can email us, you can call us out on this segment and add to the segment of Hell If We Know if you'd like to, but also we just want to hear from you yeah. at ah crap at hellboypodcast at gmail.com. Also, we never really said this, but if you have questions for us that are Hellboy related or even out in the realm of the things we're talking about, feel free to ask us questions. We'll answer them on the podcast. That's probably, I, I assume that's a given, but I'm just going to say it out loud. Yeah. Unless Kate completely is against that. No, that's fine. <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, but moving on, our next segment, um, we have a, a big ch- um, full segment of Hell to pay, oh, oh, oh. especially coming up on the the big Hellboy Day, um, which I believe will have been passed after this point. Um, so these are maybe a little um, old to the listeners, but whatever. We like talking about it. Yeah. Um, the first thing that I'd like to talk about that's an item um, that's out there is from Dark Horse Direct. They're doing these um, Hellboy in the BPRD statuette sets. Um, let's pull these up real quick. They're cool. They are cool. You know what it makes me think of is like. I hope you're okay. thinking of the same thing I am. Dude, $400? I was going to say, I was going to try to leave the price tag for the end because I was oh, like. I'm so sorry. No, I don't think so because <laughs> I I think you're hitting it where it should be hit. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's The fucking price is ridiculous. Are they all <laughs> hand carved and painted? <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, what the fuck? What makes are them? They ca- if they're like, are they big? So like, okay, so it's one thing if you like, you hand carve an original and then they cast that and then they, you know, they like pour a bunch of plastic ones and like make replicas. Are these all original works of art by somebody? Like, why are they $400? I guess because of how tall they are. But aren't they're they five only and a half inches tall, tall which on a is a two inch base. Which um, is, is that bigger than my, is that about the size of my phone? Yeah. Height? Yeah, pretty much. That's, that is pretty big. So I pictured them and I wish they were a little smaller. And here's why I would buy them. One, the price is too much. Two, I'm not a collector enough to want something that big. Yeah. Per se, that's not an action figure. Yeah. Like your action figure that you got me from Super 7. Is perfect. That's cool. what, that's the size I like. Yeah, I thought these because I immediately looking at them and I didn't look at the sizes, so that's bad on me. When I saw them in the image, which I love, of them all lined up, I thought they were the size of characters that you would find in a Christmas diagram. That's dude, you <laughs> you are like reading my mind right now. I've I looked at them and I was like, they remind me of like a nativity set or something like that. And now that they're not that size, I'm upset because if they were the size of those nativity those those I would have nativity, them going to visit Jesus. I would yes. I would uh, I would buy I would buy them and then I would buy a Christmas I need nativity to get, set I, and yeah. force my girlfriend would be like, Are you really gonna set that up? And I'm like, Yeah. Uh it's I the am. holidays, okay? Babe. Because <laughs> they would be so worth it to put them out during that the holidays. That would very funny. I'm sure you can find a five and a half inch uh, nativity scene to set up. And I think the painting and the, the style of the, the way they're 
they look like that to me. They do. Yeah. Something about like the thickness of their limbs or something maybe. Yeah. Or, yeah. And how, they, and how they have a little platform at the bottom. Yeah. Just like it looks those. very much like that. I think they look really cool. And I don't know enough about, so like they're made of poly resin. They're, so I don't know enough about like the creation process for poly resin figures. I either. would assume based on this price tag that they are each individually hand carved. But there are fucking 200 of them or yeah, something. Yeah, and it says sculpted by the meticulous crafters at Yo, Y-O-E, Yoe, Yoe Studio. The gritty comic book relays on these beautiful figures is sure to thrill. I definitely think these are these are definitely a collector part of something. If you are a collector, go get these. Yeah. One, I just don't have the funds and I'm not that big of a collector. I'm very select on anything I sort of... They do look really cool. I like Johan's, like, the smoke coming out, out of, of his, his fingers. fingers. Yeah. Like... There's really cool shit going on. And the, I mean, the paint job is cool. It's, it's like pretty it. artistic. It's like very painterly. Yeah, I agree. And it's almost know? rustic. Yeah. In a sense. Um, so I think they're fucking awesome. But I mean, yeah, I just don't. I guess you get all of them for 400 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get now Fuck, the size. Dude. The size makes a little more sense to the pricing because I thought they were smaller, of course. Yeah. But. They're definitely not going to be on my wish list, but I definitely think that we have a lot of listeners that. If I told Jessica that I wanted to buy this, she would be mad at me. (laughs) I mean, you could get a PlayStation Pro for this. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my girlfriend would pull out my debt and be like, "You're, yeah, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, oh, clearly you're incapable of uh, living an adult life." (laughs) I do like. uh, Here's your credit card statement. Yeah, here's your credit card statement. Get over it. Look what you paid for. Lobster Johnson with his claw on his hand. There's a lot yeah, of cool fun There's a detail. lot of very cool details. Like, I think they're really neat, but yeah, I guess they're just for somebody in a different tax bracket. If you're a fan in a, you know, who's better off. <laughs> Look, if there's the scale, they're all not that far away from those diet. Not that far. Yeah, I think you could certainly find us one the size of that. Yeah, I feel like you're but right. But I don't think you need to. <laughs> but I'm not going to. In four years, you could do it. Not even four years, God. Oh, if, yeah, in yeah, four yeah. years, if I fucking book a great job. Yeah. <laughs> I think these are. Or create yeah. something that people want to buy. <laughs> it's interesting. Like, I mean, I think the figures look really cool. They look cool, but I will not I be agree. purchasing one. Um, <laughs> It's going to be great. God damn it. So, God damn it. I might purchase this next thing. Yeah, this next thing I think is maybe we got to get. So, this next thing is on, from Sci Fi Wire. Um, this is the. Uh, I'm just going to read their headline. Hot damn. This Hellboy hot sauce will set your mouth on fire. (laughs) I want to eat this. Yeah. Hopefully it's good. (laughs) Yeah. I love hot sauce, dude. I put that shit on everything. I'm a big Tapatio fan. That's my love Tapatio. I won something from them in their Facebook group once just by commenting. I love that. I want a fucking mug and a mouse pad (laughs) with Tapatio. When mouse pads were a thing, it's so funny. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? The mug I use all the time is oh, fantastic. Mug, I wish I had. It's great. But yeah, this is a hot sauce which runs for fourteen dollars in a in our tax bracket. Sure, could do it. <laughs> Pricey for a hot sauce for me, I'll say. But hey, I don't give a shit. It's it doesn't say an exact date. It just says it will hit Heatonists website a few weeks before Hellboy takes over theaters on April twelfth. What a great pun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. According to the Heatness, Hellboy hot sauce is made from an assortment of tongue torturing peppers like the Trinidad scorpion pepper and seven Ooh. pot 
Primo, which essentially make this 500 times hotter than a jalapeno. Fuck. Damn. Thanks to them, fans can look at Harbor's mug while tears stream from their eyes. Yeah, the bottle, I mean, it's definitely the art looks cool. It's just Harbor from the poster as yeah. Hellboy and, the, you know, the classic Hellboy sign. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a bottle Hellboy I might finish and then just keep the bottle just to display, I guess. It looks cool. Stick a flower in it. Yeah. Collectors, <laughs> heat seekers, get it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you uh, ever had a crazy ass, like, hot pepper or, like, done any of those things? No. Yeah. I one time had... It doesn't look fun. The yeah. videos look so unfun. <laughs> I like... I mean, I don't mind a... What's the Reaper? The Carolina Reaper is, like, the one that's, like, the Scoville units are the, the surface of the sun. Oh, I hate everything you just said. They're like, it's like an insane, it's like the hottest pepper in the world. And this guy like grew it for fun. And then there's, you can just Google or like YouTube search people eating it. And they're it's just torturing themselves. Oh, I'm not that much of a heat seeker. No, me neither. I wouldn't even call myself a heat seeker. I like seeker. to add a little flavor. Tapatio is like Tapatio, pretty mild. I'll be honest. If I want, if I have ketchup, I like to put Tapatio in my ketchup. Ooh, that sounds good I cut it for french fries. Yeah. Cause ketchup's a little just overwhelming. And in general, and but if I put a little tapatio underwhelming, there, yeah, it's uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's like bland. It's bland, but then it, it covers up everything. That sounds if you have too delicious. much of it. This conversation's making yeah. me hungry. I mean, I'm gonna be eating right after this recording. <laughs> let's be honest. And also, this is a side note for this segment. Officially, they started releasing the Hellboy beer now as we're yeah, recording I saw this. That. I don't think the distribution is hit yet, but we're going to have to go on the search. It was like just at the brewery so far. Yeah. And they, were, they only had 30 cases or something like that. Too. Yeah. I, I mean, like, there's fuck. only 666 cases, in, but in we're going to have to, I have a list that I have to start making phone calls to find out when we can go pick it up. Cool. Or find out where locally me and you can get it. I'll go on a fucking We're going to be drinking that, that on the pod. Yeah. I'm going to burp right into this microphone. Now the next uh, one, we're getting away from food. Cool thing that's coming. We haven't read this, but it's cool to know. So it says celebrate Hellboy with these exclusive BTS images from upcoming new edition of BPRD Vampire. Yeah. So they're doing a new edition of this, the story BPRD Vampire. Um, and they're just, it has a bunch of extra material. Yeah. A bunch of like sketchbook cool. stuff, like all behind the scenes kind of cool shit. And yeah, like looks like little descriptions by Magnolia as well. They have like really high res, uh, like sh shots of these sh things. Like I'm, I just like went on it to like check it out. Like if you go to dreadcentral.com. Mm -hmm. And check these out. BPRD Vampire. There's like huge. I don't know. I might make this my fucking wallpaper or something. Sweet, this looks it. great. It's enormous. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's very cool. And it's cool that they're releasing something that fans like. Yeah. With extra. Because if you're a huge fan of art and comics, you love all those additional things. You like to see the process to what they, how they got to what you love. Yeah. Yeah. Like the character creation, stuff like that. Um, yeah, it looks fucking awesome. Yeah. So that I, does it have a release date on there? Saturday, March 23rd. The very first thing. Oh, great. On Saturday, March 23rd, Dark Horse Comics will be celebrating the 25th anniversary of one of comics most enduring and now iconic creations, Hellboy. Okay. Cool. So they're releasing it on Hellboy Day. Yeah. Great. On Hellboy That's cool. Day. You can grab that. Great. And then continuing off of that, another new big news release for Hellboy, which has a lot of people excited. I bet a lot of our listeners already know about this. And I think this comes out in June, if I am correct. 
Um, they are teaming up once again, Mike Mignola and Duncan Figredo. Figredo? Did I say that right? Figredo, right? Yeah, we yeah, looked I it up and then that. I always mess it up. But no, <laughs> <laughs> he's one of my favorite artists that draws Hellboy in um, in the most, like artist that is given the most run, biggest runs in, this, yeah. in the Mignola verse. I can but see they, why. It looks really, just from this shot, it looks really cool. Yeah, the cover. Oh, what a beautiful cover. But they are teaming up again for a story called The Beast of Vargu. It takes place in the year 1962. So it's like, you know, another sort of like just a cool little adventure for Hellboy and the BPRD. Yeah. But it's, I mean, the big news is that they haven't worked together on the Hellboy story for quite a while and together. And so it's nice to have them team up again. Awesome. And there's two variant covers. I mean, I'm hoping I can convince my comic book shop to give me both. Give the Mignola cover and the Duncan cover. Yeah. Because uh, Frigato is so, his art is just so fucking cool. Yeah, this still looks great. All of it is great. So those are coming. That is coming again June 19th. June 19th. It'll be on sale on June 19th. Cool. So those are all um, great things that are um, coming into the Hellboy world that you can purchase as a as a fan from various ranges on your tax bracket. (laughs) 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 I would love to hear from a listener who's already pre-ordered the statuette set. Just tell us like What's your job? What's your job? Like, <laughs> or do you have like a passive income? Are you that independently you just, wealthy? You only, you know, put towards your uh, collecting um collections? I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people. Like, you know, they wouldn't make 200 if they didn't think they could sell 200. They're going to sell. There's people out there. That- so it's like, yeah, there's, you know, fucking pro- movie producers. I don't know. Who's there's, rich? <laughs> I think there's people that don't have those jobs that are just have normal jobs that love this shit. Oh yeah. That will save up for it. That's yeah, true. Totally. I agree. I mean, it's all cool stuff for you guys. I love that. I had trouble finding the release date for that comic book. And then when I put it in my notes, and it's right there. <laughs> oh, some days I make things easy for myself. And then I, in the moment, make it harder, <laughs> but it's a lot of exciting stuff. I'm really excited for it. Can't wait to drink that beer, especially. Yeah. Best be getting hold of it. We got to get French fries with ketchup and the Hellboy hot sauce and then oh, drink the hell beer. Yeah. How hell good? yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh my God. I'm sh- so hungry. I think, we just, <laughs> I think we just ran into a bonus episode that yeah, we have to dude. create. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Yeah. We want to hear from you guys about your thoughts on all these new items or anything that you're looking forward to. Also, Hellboy Day is coming up. If it hasn't already hit, we'd love to hear how you guys celebrated Hellboy Day. Even if that means you just hung out with your friends and saw Hellboy Day, or saw Hellboy Day, yeah. read Hellboy or watched Hellboy the movie. We just want to hear from you guys and how you're celebrating that Did special day. Did you set up day. your nativity scene with Hellboy figurines? God, I hope. It. I fucking hope. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people on our feed in Instagram. Can't think of their handles right now, but we'll hopefully give them a shout out in the future properly. But they have like, they do pictures of the action figures. Yeah. People that do that are so fucking creative. I yeah, love it. It's so fun. Yeah. They just make a lot Having of Having fun with them is like, the how they're, they're meant to be. Yeah. I love it. Um, but great. We're going to take a quick break. Um, and when we get back, we'll be jumping right into BPRD dark waters. <laughs> Hey guys, do you love indie films? Do you love talking about indie films? Me too. I'm Connie Shin, and allow me to be your indie film Sherpa on my new podcast, Indie Darlings. Join me and a new guest in every episode as we discuss that indie darling you loved, hated, or curious about, or never even heard of. The Indie Darlings Podcast. 
Come on. Subscribe now on Campfire Media, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. Yes. Yeah, and we're here reading Mike Mignola's BPRD Dark Waters, which is like, okay, so cool. And it's written by Brian Augustine, illustrated by Guy Davis, colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Michelle Madsen, edited by Scott Alley, and it was originally published July 2003. Um, right off the bat, the cover looks really cool. Yes. Like, I am super into Guy Davis's art. I think it looks awesome. There's like, you get this figure who we'll meet in the book, kind of like half submerged in murky dark water Mm -hmm. and his like hair looking like little tendrils, but also like little rivulets of water. And you just get a badass shot of Abe and Roger and some like ominous skeletons and chained up, chained up. Very, very cool. I mean, you hit it and I think we just have to get it out of the way. I think Guy Davis, his art is perfect. And I think, and I say perfect and I mean perfect for, BPRD. Yeah. And I'm going to get it out of the way as, as like, I, I looked it up right before we got on and I, just to confirm if I was right or wrong, he does continue with BPRD for quite a while. And as we read this, I'm like, it makes complete sense. Yeah. I think he like really establishes this distinct look, but also keeps the character. Oh, <laughs> I'm so upset right now. <laughs> It's literally never happened before. Cool. Continue what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that Guy Davis's art really makes a distinct look just for BPRD. It separates it from Hellboy while still keeping the characters like, you know, like true to the characters. And it's fucking cool. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, he, it's it's hard to articulate it because it is very just different from, from Mignola himself. But I think they finally, I guess that's why they continued with it. It might've gotten at the time, the best response. I'm not sure. Yeah. But it makes sense. I feel like he captures all the characters in such a cool light. Yeah. To Um, me, I I know we're only seeing two of them right now in this, um, which is Abe and uh, Roger. Yeah. I don't know. It just sets up a whole thing that like this is the, the the lens that we're that makes the most sense to me, at least thus far, to view the BPRD on their adventures. I guess what it is, too, is like you're literally going into a completely different environment. We're going into like a small town in America occupied by a good amount of people. It's not like an abandoned European town with like a central church or something like there's a lot less big chunks of blackness there's a lot less like um it's it's more detailed and there's more like uh in in that there's more like hatching and there's more like texture to stuff instead of like the implied texture that mignola does with like very few lines um you know i think that dave stewart or excuse me uh guy davis's art his art style is just like so distinctly different um but still really cool. Yeah, I am I'm an immediate fan after reading this of Guy. Yeah, Davis. just like Holy seeing, hell. you know, the cover alone, I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome." And yeah, didn't change my mind throughout. I thought it was really effective and great. Yeah. Yeah, so 
yeah, like I said, we open on Shiloh, Massachusetts, the scrod capital of New England, which is just a funny little detail to throw in there to make it like, oh, sure, sure. The scrod capital. Yeah. What is scrod? I think scrod is just like a fish. <laughs> so it's just like a Love dull. It. It's like they, the fact that it's like a kind of a dull fact, but that they would put it in big red letters on their sign and yeah. be so proud of it, I think kind of paints what this town is, you know, like it's a small town uh, where like an everybody knows each other kind of a town where, you know, if Scrod's the coolest thing going on, then well, yeah, it's like, oh, this is like, and it <laughs> you also, guys live a pretty quiet life, I think. Yeah. And it also like sets you up for the mayor we're going to meet because he's it seems like he's an almost I would believe that this mayor, I believe his name is Mayor Archer. He put up that sign. Yeah, meeting him, you're like, Archer definitely put up that fucking sign. We got to work on the marketing for this town. (laughs) Yeah, and so you see these, like, trucks gathered around this pool of water or something. Like, what are are we looking at? We see a little crowd gathered in the town square. Um, He conveys so much information right here, too. And again, you said there's different from Mignola, his minimal style. There's so much detail. But he also grabs your eye because you're getting all this new information, right? Yeah. You're going from sign to a wide of the pool pool you're going to, you're getting to see the water um shallow water department then that the, we show like a shop owner but then your eye is drawn to the newspaper naturally to read Wicklow pond to be drained so you're you're getting all the, it's and then creative. you're seeing it you're like wow you're really yeah. driving me to gather that you're you're forcing me and my my eye to gather the information you want me to con- pick up yeah i think it really utilizes the for, like the the um you know, the medium, like, yeah. it's like, this is a visual thing. And so let's show it visually. It, it's not like overlaid with a ton of dialogue yet. Like we don't know exactly what's going on, but it's intriguing enough. And we know, you know, we can look at this town and recognize it. We can be like, I've either, either from a town like this, or I've driven through a town like this. And I like know the sense of this place. And I think it's really great. I think this is, it's cool. And it's also cool to introduce this drastically different new artist in a way that is like just look at this art look at the art for a second look and see that it's so different yes um i thought that was a really cool like first page to have for um yeah strong for first artist. page and then um yeah then we see kind of like the muttering of the townsfolk they're they're draining this pond and some people are like that was history and some people are like it was a gross dirty pond (laughs) (laughs) so like uh and we see that the mayor like you were saying um you know this town needs something other than mosquitoes the size of your fist to attract tourists so (laughs) yeah he uh like they're sort of he's doing this beautification of the town trying to draw more people draw more tourists to the town um yeah beautification campaign he calls it uh and everything's going swimmingly for a minute this is a great setup to what we discover through dialogue in the the panels because I love how he's like beautification campaign and he's like Shiloh may seem a a faded fishing village but down deep she's got hidden beauty how deep you think you will have to go Roy now Annie that's the attitude that keeps Shiloh down we need to be positive like I can hear this character he's so well written and then it's like who knows what gems we'll find underneath the dirt and then immediately cut to what yeah three (laughs) dead bodies yeah i think just brian augustine's dialogue here is really great and like you said like it's very distinct characters right off the bat uh yeah and just chained up dead girls at the bottom of the lake 
Damn, really? gems, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just good. It's fun. It sounds like something that somebody would actually say, like, especially for, you know, for a comic book. It's pretty grounded. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then it cuts right over to Roger and Abe meeting this uh, constable Rackham, this uh, like woman who's in charge of the police uh, in the town. She's giving him the rundown like, you know, you guys should handle this because it's pretty weird. These girls are wrapped up in ancient chains, like hundreds of years old chains, but the bodies are not decomposed at all. They smell like roses. Um, And yeah. I love this, that back when when the roses get dropped and then um, Abe is like, roses, Uh, Roger, roses? Sometimes you get that with divine supernatural occurrences. Like, I don't even think he's talking about roses. He's just like, he's like, yeah, sometimes you just just get the unexpected fucking shit. Yeah. Well, I think too, he's like referencing his like expertise in the supernatural where he's like saying this isn't demonic. It's divine. Like something, something like innocent with these girls has happened. Like they weren't necessarily evil. Right. Right. And like. Uh, yeah, sniff for yourself, gents. Here they are. Like, I mean, I think the dialogue in, in this is great, too. Like, yeah, because I think we established, what is our sh- our, our sheriff's name? Annie. I think she has such a good light to her. Yeah. A per- her own personality among two of our main leads of BPRD. Yeah. And I love that. She, like, already in, like, three pages, she feels, like, pretty fleshed out. Yeah. It's really cool. Ugh. Um. Yeah, and then she, so she comes in. We're talking to the coroner. He's like, "Well, you told me not to cut into her, but here's what I can tell: like, their garments were hundreds of years old. They have no like modern dental procedures done. So, like, that's fucking weird." Um, yeah, yeah the garments test out as several hundred years old. Yeah, and yeah, it's like, and they don't even look dead. They look like he, like Roger, straight up points out. She's like, she doesn't even look dead. Like they look. So preserved. It's eerie. Yeah. It's like they died, you know, an hour ago or something like that. Although they have like decomposing hundreds of year old stuff under their fingernails and stuff like that. So it's like everything else is pointing to like, there's a lot of like confusing factors here. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So they're just talking about uh, Abe like brings up which persecution, like did that ever happen here? And it's like, well, you know, we're not that far from Salem, but until today, I thought we were apart from that, you know, until today. So that's pretty fucking cool. Like, I love all witch trial shit. I think it's so it's very intriguing. fascinating. Yeah. Oh, um, and I love he's like, whoa, what changed your mind? He's like, come up to my office. <laughs> like, I got some more shit to show you here. Um, yeah. So they found some other artifacts, stuff that would indicate that there were witch trials like stocks and leg irons and a dunking stool which were all torture devices to test like, are you a witch? Yeah. You know, like it's like, you know, you've seen in a ton of stuff like Monty Python or something being like, uh, yeah. Or if you yeah. watch the crucible, like, yeah, it's, true historical things that people, that did, people did to did. women. Um, because <laughs> yeah, things that tested if they survived, they're a witch. If they don't, they just die. Yeah. Cool. It's like, Oh, you died, but you're vindicated, I guess. Cool. Great. Ooh. Yeah. Gross stuff. All you know, about the afterlife. Cows dying, crops not growing right. Um, or just an old wench that people are find to be too loud and distasteful. <laughs> Any old reason to burn a witch. Yeah. <laughs> just burn whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's talking about like uh 
like you, we can tell that she's been in like her family's been in this town for years and years. Um, Job's been in the family for generations. I got elected because folks got used to voting for a Rackham. It's like kind of giving you the idea of the people of this town. Yeah. Like what, you know, they're just like small town folk and they know, like they know that guy, they'll vote for his daughter, <laughs> that kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. And then we also get to meet uh, the Reverend, the church in the town is even older than the town. Their records are great. It's like uh, Shiloh did have a witch problem. I love that this detail too. There's not much. And then you have to read between the lines, but Shiloh did have a witch problem. So it's like, he just knows to not only can he like read these old like archives for evidence, but he's also, he also knows like what and how to interpret them. Yeah. Like they're not necessarily going to be like, we were wrong and we burned a witch and that was bad. Yeah. Like he's kind of like interpreting these old records. Um, yeah. Back in 1693, these three sisters were accused of black magic. They were tested for witchcraft um, of course, now you understand this test wasn't one anyone could pass, really. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're chained up and you're thrown in water. You're you're all gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> and this, uh, you know, we see this, uh, this like pastor of your this like pilgrim pointing at them and tossing them into the water. Um, and his face will look a little familiar in not not too far from now. Yeah, like it, it's very funny that that is a detailed. Well, they, they have the same. Added. I think they're in the bloodline because they're the yeah, same. Yeah, it's the same guy. It's like this. This guy's like great great grandpa or yeah. something. Of who we'll we'll see very shortly, and then yeah. So, saying basically like the townsfolk saw what they fucking did and dumped everything into the lake. They wanted to be done with all the witch business, and yeah, it was bad news. And so yeah, we're gonna just go check out the pond now, see if we can find any more evidence, and then we are. The next page, we see them going to do that through some blinds. Before we meet him. Yeah. I just want to point out what I love, and it's a continuation of what I love about the BPRD and Hellboy and the whole Mignolaverse. Mm-hmm. Both these characters, our sheriff and our reverend, are so helpful with these two creatures that are not human. Yeah, there's never any, like, oh. a panel of them oh, being no. like, you're, you're a fish, you're a fish boy. man. And that's what I love. And again, we'll get to the movie and that's what I dislike is that they're hidden away in the movie. Yeah. And they never, no one really wanted to take a note of like, what if they just are liked? Yeah. It's, a, it's like a deeper these... conversation, but this yeah. is what I love about the comics is that there's no question that the the world just understands that the BPRD exists and these are their agents. Yeah. And they happen to be supernatural or of have abnormalities that, or just, okay, cool, those exist. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, oh, also, like, you guys found, like, weird shit is found in, in this world all yeah. the time. Like, supernatural shit occurs, and you're, you know, you're in law enforcement, you know that there's this, you know you know enough to call them when you see shit like this. Which I love that they that established that world. Yeah. Like the FBI, if, like, a certain case comes here, they're like, got to call the yeah, FBI we gotta for this. Yeah, we got to get in touch with or the Or go feds. to the bureau, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like, well, this is a case for the fucking, we got to call the department of BBRD. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not qualified to fucking touch this me, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's very like, and we as readers and also in it, like the characters in the universe, like it's cool to, to just get past that. It's yeah. Like, yeah, we know. Love it. I agree. Now. Also, <laughs> Abe has no sleeves on. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. He loves. On his duster. <laughs> 
Very modern look, dude. Yeah. He wants to show those guns. Yeah, he wants to show those off really bad. I hope some of his BPRD like uh, teammates give him a hard time a little bit for like, it. Why did you rip off the sleeves of your dust? I didn't. They broke off. Uh, yeah, they ripped. I lost them in a in, in a case. Yeah, they were they were slowly uh, torn. to himself. They tore from my muscles. <laughs> they tore from from my muscles, exploding them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Abe would never boast that way. No. Um, yeah, so we see them going off to investigate further, and through the blinds, some crazed eyes. Yeah, off the church, because they're passing a church. Yeah, they're That's... passing this church, and you see on the sign, again, like another fun, like, like these signs exist in the world, and it's a fun oh, way yeah. to, like, insert this information. Um, Shiloh First Holy Church, Halloween dress up with Satan is a sin. It's like, you know, this is a no fun church. Yeah, they're like, it's nope. It's not fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we see this guy. I love the like colors going from like super warm, bright colors to like this cold blue wash over the inside of this church. Dave Stewart, you're a genius right here. It's really because cool. Because even the light work on the side of seeing just yeah, the like light from the shadow from, from or from the outside. Yeah, yeah is uh Beautiful. So cool. I love the shot. This panel is really great. So much like cross hatching here too, like hatching, like stuff that you would never really see Mignola bust out in, in this quantity. Like you see him do it sometimes, but not like so much. Yeah. It's cool. It, it's, There's such texture in all of every panel. In yeah. Him. And he's like, you know, kind of ranting to himself, ranting and raving about witches and demons. Um, I can't let Satan take over, which is also great. Like, he is rambling and crazy, but he does think that he's right. Yeah. He thinks that they're letting Satan take over. He's watching Abe walk around and being like, they're demons. Mm-hmm. So in he's his judging. crazy brain, he runs out, um, runs over to the morgue, like, <laughs> <laughs> like Pastor Blackwood, the fucking janitor catches him. Like, I mean, to see the witches, he will... Oh, uh, now there's no one here, Pastor. And then he's screaming at this man, grabbing his arm. Ugh. Let me in. And then, oh my God. Yeah. So he's, you know, going off about righteousness. And yeah. And he, I mean, he straight up says right here, this is where we have the direct connections in our bloodline. Yeah. That's because he's great. called Caster Black, Pastor Blackwood. Then he is, he's just in his ramblings. And then again, small town. It makes sense. I'll just let him in because I know him and he's being freaky. Yeah. And then he's like in his rants, he's like the great. Uria? Uriah? Uriah? Uriah right. You were right. Uriah Blackwood saved Shiloh from those witches before the Blacksliders turned on their, their, his righteousness. So yeah. it's like, oh, you know, this he's has also been in your vindicating fucking... his family. Yeah. He's yeah. like, he's got a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tender spot. For sure. For this guy. Yeah. He's like, ah, we're right and they're wrong. Um, I got to do the Lord's work. Hear me, evil ones. You shall not gain hoof hold in my town again. This is and where as that's happening, as yeah, that's crazy. Like we see just a little bit through the like the sheet through the sheet that's covering the one body, a little like murkiness, a little bit of like like they're not what something. we they, I thought like yeah, my brain on? immediately went. I thought those things were like preserved, and then right. you're like, what's going on? Which is exactly what they want you to do. It's yeah, like, yeah. So he's kind of as he's speaking over them. Your evil's exposed, and then we see like it's starting to spread and like cover the whole sheet. This like murky, gross like wetness, and you see the like you see their 
it's sinking in as though they're deteriorating right there. Mm -hmm. Like you can kind of see the outline of like a nose missing. Like they're starting to look skeletal under the sheet. I thought that was like really cool. And then the sheets blast off of the decomposing bodies and there's like dirty murky water like splashes at him. Uh, You know, he's like in the name of God, but then the whole fucking place, the whole morgue fills up with this murky, disgusting water. Um, and then slides down the drain so that when, you know, the next morning when the mortician comes in. I don't think it's the next morning. Or what are they? What, what is I think it it's mo- I think it's moments after. I think the, everybody stepped out for a bit. He ran in. This thing hit him and did this craziness. And then it did the weird drain. Th- I love the drain panels, by the way. Yeah. Full, like very just cool. a, the use of those three panels and it going down. And then it's just like an empty, clean floor in the last panel. Yeah. Of the, but of course, items on the ground. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Happened? The water moved everything. What the hell? Where are the bodies? I think that's momentary. I don't oh, you're I think right. this is you're all right. like you're one right. day in a sense. I think you're right. Within 24 hours of Oh, coroner. That's what he would be. I yeah. He's the coroner. Oh, whatever. If you worked in a They're fucking all, funeral yeah, they home. They work with bodies. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a coroner listening who's like, fuck you. Fuck you guys. I ain't no mortician. Um, yeah, so, uh, hey, you, what do you think you're doing? The Lord's work, Hal. Shiloh will belong to God again. It is decreed. And then, you know, in his horror, he sees the water like f- gathering around his feet. Oh. Yeah, bad news for him. And then it cuts away back to the like pond, the site where they found the bodies. Um, anything out of the ordinary, and like Roger can just tell that it just feels bad, like something bad happened there. Yeah, um, I love that. The I love that that convention we continue to use. How Roger and Johan have these abilities just yeah. through who how they were created can sense things. Yeah, they're like they, magical in origin, so it's like that they're like more sensitive to that stuff. I love that. Abe kind of like labels it. He's like, I don't think it's much more than, uh, oh, well, she's she's like, it's just mud to me, but I bow to your experience. I don't think it's much more than that anymore. This was the repository for the town's ancient crime, but now it's loose. Yeah, I Roger love that. Finishes. I love it because he's down. First three panels, he's down looking at the items, right? The yeah. artifacts. And then I love, it's just so cinematic and moves so well. He said he's like, ancient crimes and then you just feel him pop back up yeah like he's literally standing like he can sense like uh oh yeah it's loose and he's like but it's loose. i love it like this whole this pond was like holding it captive like keeping it all together and And the simplicity of information we're getting and it's driving the story forward Ooh, yeah so good yeah it's like a it's really a page turner like the art is so great too but it is also like you're wanting to read this story quickly. Like, yeah, you know, you want to see what happens. The pacing of it is great. hundred percent agree. Yeah. Wouldn't listen to you right about witches. Wouldn't listen to me about rock and roll and feminism. <laughs> this guy's not very funny. Fully lo- yeah. I love yeah. it. That's the thing. Just really painting the picture of this, uh, who this pastor this bigot. is. <laughs> They'll listen now. Oh yes. You know, he's like really cracked so much. He's got he a book s- under his ancient arm. Ancient book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then the other pastor who helped them, helped the BPRD with the records and everything, is like, Blackwood, what are you doing with this morgue van? You know, he's like trying to stop him. This morgue van? Yeah. I love you. This morgue van sounds funny. Yeah. This guy's Reverend Lucas Shaw, just so we have a name. Oh, yeah, the Reverend. Shaw. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he's like, you know, he's going off on his rant. 
And at first it's about, you think it's all about like repentance and God. And, uh, but then, you know, in big, bold letters, we see what it's really about. Vengeance, vengeance for his like, yeah, disgraced forefather and everything. Um, he is off his rocker as they would say. Lost it. (laughs) Um, yeah. So he, he like covers that this like wrath, like, this crazy water and muck covers up the reverend. Ugh. Well, it's disgusting and such. It's done so well, this action sequence with this insane, essentially dark, muddy water that yeah. we're dealing with. Oh, grotesque. Yeah. So he's talking about like, you know, come with, come with the, you know, you'll have to come with me or you'll perish and, um, let him go. The fucking constable comes up, shoots, fires one into the air. Ah, the feminazi cop and her demonic friends. So funny. <laughs> so funny. That's what the book was almost called. <laughs> Great title. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, plumbing problems again? Roger gets like a good joke in there too. Yeah, like, oh boy. Uh, it's fucking gross, like sludge fucking sewer water. And it's like forming into... As Roger says, mudmen. Mudmen. <laughs> Nothing about this feels holy to me. The man's insane. So, and Abe, meanwhile, is just like fucking shooting these guys, blasting them. Like, but they're you know they're mud men, so they're just kind of reforming, and it doesn't matter. Uh, Reverend's oh. all covered. We get like some cool, just like cool action shots. Roger like punching these guys. Yeah, this flow is so fun. It's you so have, exciting. Like, of, oh yeah, it's great. And you just can feel it like the fists like sinking into the muck. Ugh. It's really cool. I also like that Abe holds his gun like an old timey detective, like with his arm bent. Yeah, you're right. I remember like whenever I would watch movies like that, like my dad would be like, "You, that's not how you shoot a gun because your arm would like collapse and make your aim all bad or something." Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So you're supposed to have a straight, straight arm. Out, so it's stable. Yeah, but it's funny too to be like this cowboy shoot from the hip, kind of like shoot with the crazy bent arm like that. Yeah, and he's, I mean, it's that or he's, he's that creature's very close. Yeah, to him. maybe he's he coming might not out have like, a range. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> limited. Ah. Also, it might be limited panel because space. Because he has, yeah, limited panel space because there's, there's another a lot shot. of reasons. He has a better form. Next page, after Roger hits the um, fire hydrant, he yeah. kicks it. Comes loose. I love the elongated arm on the mud creature as it's coming towards Roger right yeah, here. Yeah, it's really oh, cool. So creepy and perfect. And then, but and then the panel right below that, you see Abe. He has a little more extended uh, form. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, He's a little more well gun. taught. Yeah, his technique <laughs> is a little better. And yeah, just the composition of these two panels, especially, is great. It looks really nice. It's just nice to look at, even though it's like disgusting mud men. Yeah, it's uh. And it's also an inventive way to get rid of these guys for Roger to like, we've never seen anybody shooting a bunch of water at a monster yet in yeah. this book. Um, oh so God, that's I just love at. the progression of it. Storytelling wise. It's like literally like a good director putting the camera in the right place. Cause it's like yeah. the kick to the same sort of wider shot. But now you have him pulling at it. So time is jumping, which I love. Then you have, and then, but in the background you have, uh, a with you know firing his gun still, but then the next panel is that water hitting the monster, and then Abe reacting. It's just it just flows yeah. so fucking well. It's great. Ah, oh, the storytelling visually is. It's way awesome. to go, Guy Davis. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, and of so course, cool. our writer. <laughs> yeah. And then he, the reverend explains that he took the corpses to destroy them. I don't know how. Um, is he going to burn them? And then Abe's like, they mostly hung American witches. They burn European witches. Uh, <laughs> but Roger knows he's going to put them back in the water. Um, yeah. He knows that he just inherit like feels that yeah you know? it's like that's where they want to do it again yeah gonna try to get rid of them th- in the ocean what water the pond the pond is empty yeah, says right. <laughs> <laughs> remember the pond is empty <laughs> so yeah they like and then it cuts over to him fucking the ocean taking these bodies and just literally holding one over his head you've been uh a judge guilty. The pure water of God will reveal you. And I love the detail. I mean, I, we might have mentioned it before, but when his eyes have gotten become red because of it, like his possession and his yeah. obsession has just driven him so mad that just that touch of the red under the eyes is, ugh, it's great. Very, just so effective. Yeah, and he chucks them all into the sea. Uproll the BPRD and the cop. Um. Yeah, like, uh, I was right. They are witches. They float. You know, he's like, really? <laughs> he's, he is officially lost. He's gone, gone off the now. deep end. He was already close, and now he's really there. Um, <laughs> is it even possible that he's right? Hello, all corpses float. So, yeah, just kind of making sure you know, like, this guy's in the wrong. But, like, they're trying to figure out, like, why did this stay alive for years? And Roger just sort of, Roger thinks if they were innocent, the crime against them has never been acknowledged. That makes sense. Drowned and forgotten. The Trash sisters have been denied dignity and final closure for centuries. So it just gives you like this wrapped up little reason like if like what kind of weird power is keeping them preserved like that then. Um, yeah. Yeah. Blackwood's power is like this evil, gross power. It's like the whole town's shame and evil mm-hmm. from killing those three girls for no fucking reason. And that's why he's able to like move the water and everything. Like I thought that was so cool. Um, yeah, I think it works so well because I think there is like you think maybe, and I think story wise it works really well for us as a a viewer. Is you're you're sort of in question of like okay, there's three witches. We tend, to, especially in BPRD at this point, you could easily be expecting those witches to be evil, and they've had their reason for being thrown in. Because yeah. we've seen evil witches at this point. Right? Yeah, oh, a ton, yeah. And at this, so you could easily, this could have turned to like, we pulled them out. Well, they needed to stay there because they're evil. But now we're right. like, no, that actually the, the worst part is this town's guilt and this Blackwood's evil doings. It's so cool. And it's like a turn that's so fun and surprising and exciting yeah. to go along. It's like a little bit of like, uh, not vengeance, but like justice for these girls who were drowned, like uh, uh, just wrongly. And yeah. it's yeah, it's very cool. And just how powerful, like such hatred for things, and yeah, it, like become. stayed in the town in the middle, like in that pond and everything. Uh, it's neat. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And then Abe gets this great idea, like we'll make it a burial at sea, so they can be like divine. You know, that'll. Give be like the justice for them if they can actually have a proper burial. Yeah. Um, All the dialogue in this action scene is so good because of, of like them plotting this information, but as we're moving forward, it's done so yeah. well. Yeah. We see um, Blackwood is like preoccupied with just watching them and ranting and going crazy. <laughs> yeah. The will of the Lord will not be stopped. And then fucking 
smashes their car, like smashes the van. Yeah. This like horrible, evil pond scum water. And I like because um, it now is like a growing in a. It's like before it was very like it's muddy, but now it's even growing in thicker mass. Yeah, oh, it's, it's like almost stronger. like a tentacle. Yeah, of mud. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It has that like it's like a whip kind of a feel. It definitely it definitely feels like that. Ugh. Um, it's very gross. And yeah, Abe kind of explains like the the meaning for the burial at sea. It'll be justice for them, and then the guilt and denial and revenge will be closed off. Um, so yeah, we have the pastor goes or Reverend goes ahead. Shaw, yeah, Reverend, Reverend Shaw. Shaw goes ahead and starts like performing the rites. And as like Abe is just like grappling with Blackwood. <laughs> yeah. A couple of cool like things of them just shoving each other around. Blackwood has this like crazy wild hair now that we saw on the cover. Um, it's very, very cool. It's so great. Um, and I just like the way he draws faces. It's awesome. Roger's fucking riding this disgusting tentacle. Of I love it. Dirty pond water. As Annie, the sheriff, shooting it into the fucking yeah, just her trying, gun at it. It's very fun. It's like it. It's cool to like see all this happening in the background of like a holy, um, like uh, uh, like sacrament taking place. Yeah. almost like this like holy thing happening and all of this fun, crazy actions happening with gun shooting and like wild <laughs> tentacles whipping around. Um, you can feel, you can feel everything just pushing forward towards yeah. like success or failure right now. Yeah. Just that, that tension is so building perfectly. Yeah, dude. And then as he, as he, like they're finishing the burial rites, amen, the bodies start to sink and Blackwood, they don't deserve a sanctified burial and like runs in after them. Yeah. Just pushes Abe away. Yeah. After him. Runs away. The pond water creature monster tentacle splashes into the ground. It's run out of gas. <laughs> Roger. <laughs> Roger. as he's like leaping away from this thing, exploding in a sclunch. <laughs> a lot of good. Uh, yeah. A lot of good, like wet sound effects of this. Very good. Too. The sound effect use is off the chain and it's not distracting. It's yeah. all wonderful. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and then, yeah, we see a shot of him like sinking down, the bubbles rising up. You can almost like hear that like underwater, like against your ears kind of sound effect mm -hmm. from the movie. Um, and then all of the girl's hands grasping his hand and this kind of like divine looking light splash up from the sea. Yeah. And I want to point out to the panel right before that, as they're grasping him, you yeah. called out how good he does faces. And right there, I think yeah. is a good example. Cause you just see the, you go from him earlier, like his face is like, so like they don't deserve this. And he's just so maddened. And then yeah. now it's like, you can just convey his fear and his mistake he's made. Yeah. His like realization. Oh no. Like, oh, I'm dying. I'm going to die here. It's so good. Um, yeah, yeah, that divine light, as you were saying. Yeah, it's awesome. And like this kind of like circular clouds and everything, like it's very cool. And, and then I, that Roger bottom panel is fucking over. That bottom panel is stellar. When yeah. when you were just saying where he says it's over, Roger. Oh. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. They're all just watching in amazement. It's great. Um, yeah, and then back to the town as if it never really happened. It happened, all right, whatever it was. You know, them kind of like this doing the the wrap up, saying thank you to the to the police officer. 
Talking to the mayor. His yeah, talking to the mayor. Jovial fucking mayor. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh my God, it's so, it's, it's such a fun little character that you only get for a little bit. You just, like you said, you totally get this character where he's like, and Shiloh's learned an important lesson. You've learned not to persecute witches. In a way, we've learned not to hide our past, especially if we can turn it into tourism dollars. And he's already got a sign like printed. Shiloh is witch country. Insane. It's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And then um, Annie just puts him in his place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cashing in on our shameful past sounds exactly perfect. Good plan, Roy. Wonder what Pastor Blackwood would make of that. Like, just to kind of be like, remember how fucking horrible and bad and just now that was? <laughs> yeah, we can't take light of our past. Yeah. And then just a cool, sad, crazy shot of Blackwood chained up with the three skeletons of the sisters down around him. And ugh. the end. The end. What a so perfect cool. fucking story. So fun. I thought everybody, I thought everybody contributing to this one did such a great job too. Like Brian Augustine writing, writing like actual funny dialogue and his pacing is really great. Uh, and I'm sure the pacing also, you know, has something to do with Guy Davis's contribute contributions. Guy Davis knocks just, it out of the park. So good. You know, his storytelling is great. His visual storytelling is so good as Facial expressions and stuff are really good. His action is really good. The smartest yeah. thing I have to say that they have done thus far in in changing even writers or um, who pencils. I gotta commend Dave Stewart that keeps doing the 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 colors. Yeah, because I think that might be a big part of where I'm like, even with between this and the last one, and everything that's deviated from Mignola, Dave Stewart keeps. I think it's his colors that might just somehow even if it's subconscious keeps it all in line yeah and but at the same time it's not that he's like he doesn't feel restricted he makes such great that's choices that's just his like natural color palette is like these kind of muted colors but they're still like they still set the mood of what's going on like you they're like bright warm colors in these like welcoming places and this like sepia tone for the bat for the flashbacks and stuff like that and the like cool colors of like somebody being alone or like something scary and spooky happening like these kind of blues that come in and browns like he's just awesome and this is like a totally different artist and he's still it doesn't feel like this is unknown territory for him like he see like to me where in one of Mignola's stories we might see an entire panel that was like a big field of black and a big field of one solid um, specific green or something. Mm -hmm. But like, if we look at the mud man fight, these mud men, since like the artist himself has like this different kind of texture that he does, like he uses these little small strokes to make texture on these guys. The colorist is doing that too. Like there's little dabs of highlights there. Um, you know, I think he like, meet like the clouds in the sky have like more subtle painterly texture than like graphic like one big block of this color one big block of that color like he really is like such a good colorist to be able to conform to whatever artist he's working with i think uh, you nailed it I yeah 100 agree oh i want to say this justin um michael a, a previous guest of ours on the hellboy um batman hellboy starman episode mm -hmm. he he told us how much he loved br 
BRPD comics, and that's really what got him to keep up with Hellboy and so forth. But he mentioned to us, since we were like people that were just entering into that world thus far, that it was very much, he loved it because it was so procedural. Yeah. And had that fun of that. The one before this, BPRD was good, but I didn't really get why. I didn't I didn't sense that yet. I was like, yeah, I get, it's procedural because it's it's, a, it's, its yeah. own self-contained story. I got that. Sure. But this one, Dark Waters, officially made me go, oh, I got exactly what he was talking about. I think, about. too, just like working with local cops, I think, is a big thing. Yeah. Of, a, of like X-Files kind of a thing. Like they would come in and the FBI takes jurisdiction. You know, they're able to like work on this case. They're working with... And, and these characters like feel fleshed out in this little town too. Like we don't meet anybody from Venice in the fucking. Yeah. They just go to, we, they show up to an empty Venice. Right. It's completely just like people have just gone away. And there's not really a ton of like water stuff in the Venice issue either. Like it's no. like, why set it here? If like this makes sense, like it makes sense as to why, it's set in the town it's set in like mm-hmm. it has everything it's all like cohesive and if it, it it just feels a i don't know maybe just a little better put together yeah i would agree and it makes me 100% more excited more so than the last one this makes me want not just excited it makes me want to want more of bprd in this style and more adventures like this yeah like i can't wait this makes me so excited that Guy Davis is putting his his stamp on a lot of more stories going forward. Yeah. And we're Ugh. seeing like, you know, I mean, I was joking about Abe having no sleeves, but he's like, you know, he's trying stuff out and trying to, like, trying to find his look. They're trying to find their look and, you know, they're trying to find their fighting style working together. And, um, you know, they're good. Like they're good team members. Good thinking, Roger, like all that stuff. Yeah. You know? Um, I a hundred percent agree with that. Do you have any favorite panels or a favorite dialogue that we want to um, point out? Or probably th- along with I our mean, final thoughts, probably those two panels of Roger kicking the fire hydrant and blasting the mud Hell men with yeah. water, I think is really cool. Um, I like the look of Blackwood. I think that's really cool to have him sort of have this, like, you know, he's got the beard with no mustache kind of like, uh, he's a man at a time looking yeah. yeah like he looks exactly like his fucking great 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 granddad that still wanted to do this stuff kill witches and stuff like that <laughs> um and yeah that first panel in the church like i thought the colors really struck me there oh hell yeah um as far as i mean i, I like a lot of the dialogue i think it, it all everything just is solid well. yes and I think that's a testament to nothing really pops above it because I think it is all solid work. Yeah, it's less like about one-liners and more just like a good banter. It's a good like back and forth between the characters. Very clear characters, even for characters that we're, I'm assuming, we'll never see again, meaning Annie and the mayor. Yeah. And Shaw, like everybody's so defined. Yeah, yeah. It feels like so much so that it's like, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw them again. But also, yeah. like, you know, if this is the end of that story, I feel satisfied. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I got to call it my favorite. I think are, <laughs> I absolutely, you you touched on this a lot. And I think I'm glad you did. That frame um, where the uh, Reverend Shaw is do, starting the funeral um, services for the, 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 the 
the um the three sisters. the tracks sisters yeah he with the action behind him and him i just love that yeah because i can just picture all of it all this fucking mess happening yeah. behind him he's like and him so just, stationary and still and everything else behind him is like this kinetic fucking like <laughs> i love that and it's one little panel and it's perfect and it yeah. conveys that so well it's really cool and then that followed up by fucking roger riding that mud fucking snake yeah it's so gross so and Annie shooting it just <laughs> shooting bullets into it like let me try this i just and it's going ugh. splam splash like you know yeah i just think, doing nothing yeah yeah i think i'm just choosing those because i think those convey this the detail and the simplicity and beautiful storytelling that they have done in this yeah because that those th- what those two convey are almost an are conveyed in every single panel in this story. Yeah. It's the best way I can put it. I'm so excited for this DPRD, dude. Yeah, this made me. Uh, I just want more Guy Davis. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you said he returns a lot. Yeah. Right? Like I just looked at like I went on like the little wiki and I just clicked on his name and there's a lot. There's a lot and it's. I was like very, very, very hyped and ecstatic to see that like the first we have a couple of more of these shorter ones we're going through before they land on that i think choice but the mix big pillars the plague of frogs and he is behind that yeah and i'm like oh boy <laughs> oh fucking boy can't wait i really can't i'm very excited um i mean we'd love to hear from you guys these are our final thoughts on that we want to hear from you again you can email us at ah crap a hellboy podcast at gmail.com. I also want to hear from listeners. If you have anything that else that um, Brian Augustine um, outside of the Hellboy verse that you suggest that he's written that maybe we read, I'd love to hear that. Yeah. Cause I don't know if I've ever read anything else. And I just think his, his work in this story is really shines a lot on him being a great writer. He just told a wonderful story and great dialogue and really used exposition that I think can be heavy in a way that drove the story forward. Yeah, just made it interesting. You can follow us on Instagram at Crap a Hellboy Podcast, Twitter at Crap Hellboy. You can subscribe, rate, and review us as well. Um, if you go to Apple Podcasts and you want to give us a five-star review and you start with the word boom, we will read your podcast right here. Or we'll read your podcast. We will read your review right here on the podcast. You yeah. give us a five-star review that starts with the word boom. But before we close out, we have two things we have to discuss. One being any suggestions to read, watch, or enjoy that are inspired by dark waters. Um, it may like so it made me also think about like, oh my god, sorry, my brain just stopped. Wait, here, okay. you do your suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> what I would uh, love to suggest. And it's maybe a bit of the procedural and also the small town sheriff stuff. It's very not supernatural, which is funny that you think I would do that. I want people to watch Justified. It's one of my favorite TV shows. It's procedural, but then it also, I think it, it's like case of the week, but then I think there's all these overarching stories that happen every season, as well as there's a main storyline that's starting from the first episode that continues until the very end. Um, it's one of my favorite TV shows, Justified. This sort of just reminded me of the small town, especially the South and all of that. And people sort of stuck in their ways. That's so cool. I suggest that's all I got justified. Um, the only thing I was really thinking of is uh, like just another Instagram account I follow of this guy, uh, Steve Wong, creature creator. Ooh. And uh, it's Steve, S-T-E-V, 
S-T-E-V-E-W-A-N-G, creature creator. And he's just like this badass sculptor who like makes a lot of stuff for movies, especially like monsters and stuff like that. Oh, whoa. I love yeah. it. That's cool designs. Um, So just have been thinking about him in general. I think he's just so good. So check that's like check out his Instagram. He did like um, he like famously worked on these movies, Guyver and Guyver Dark Hero. And huh. yeah, they're like just like super crazy costume designs. Check out his Instagram. That's all I could really like. That's a great thing. They yeah. Don't, yeah. I think that's wonderful. Those are our suggestions for you guys this week. Oh. There's one thing I wanted to point out, and I think I might have just, this is another just small sh- segment of hell if I know. <laughs> I do think on the Batman Hellboy Starman episode, it just dawned on me. I just thought of it. I think we did credit Scott Alley for editing that. It's not true. Oh, he the editor for that. I could be wrong, but I just want to make this correction that it was edited by Peter Tomsi, Tomansi, T-O-M-A-S-I. Oh, OK. I just I don't know. I just want credits to be. I think that's. Yeah, they should I'll, be right. I'll double check. And if that's incorrect, I'll edit it out. This out. But I just wanted that to be updated because I know that we sort of criticize that a bit. And I just want Scott Alley not to be a part of that because I think he does a fucking great job of keeping all this shit yeah. tight. And then before we close out, Kate. What is the 10th ever? We've hit number 10 of the right hashtag right hand of draw. Cool. The small town aspect made me think of like, I always think of Norman Rockwell, like people use Norman Rockwell to describe small towns and definitely like it's a thing of like, if you look up Norman Rockwell comic book, there's so many examples of comic artists taking his art and like putting the Hulk in there instead, or, you know, like using, modern especially like dc characters to or uh like a dc and marvel characters to be in these like famous norman rockwell paintings but i was like you know there's just no uh norman rockwell bprd characters so like, i love it just thinking of something like it doesn't obviously like norman rockwell has an extremely like realistic painting style so it doesn't have to like look like a goddamn yeah. realistic painting, but like anything that like inspires you, like if you see any of his paintings and you'd think it would be funny to just like put a BPRD or Hellboy spin on it. I love that. That's what I'm. Yeah. We don't need in. to look like Norman Rockwell. We just want to be inspired by that feeling that Norman Rockwell like gives you when you see, you definitely see his paintings. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Norman Rockwell BPRD. Remember when you do post those pictures to tag us as well as use the hashtag right hand of draw because we love to repost those on our feed. So our followers will follow you and see more of your art. We really appreciate all those who have contributed to a hashtag right hand of draw. We love all of them. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And now we're out of here. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Gotta go eat. Gotta go eat. <laughs> I do need to. It's lunchtime <laughs> yeah, for dude. us. Thank you again for listening and we love you. I don't think any of our phones have ever rung before. You're fine. No, and it was off my computer, not my fucking phone. Oh, weird. Hey, this is Betsy Stover. And I'm Amanda Allen. And we do a podcast called Why Mommy Drinks. Each episode, we have a guest and we all share a story of a time that our kids drove us to drink. Parenting isn't easy, but it sure can be funny. Listen to us on Campfire Media. Why Mommy Drinks.
Campfire.